Hello, how's it going guys and welcome to uh, this Christmas edition of the Shrewsbury Biscuit. Um, I, <laughs> as you may have seen, I haven't really been doing a lot with the social media aspect of things lately. Um, I've been so, so busy. I've been working with my job and I've been trying to get my bits done for Christmas as well as working at the Shrewsbury Dana. Um, I played Bad Santa, which was so much fun. It was a great different... It's like a different spin on, on being Santa, being grumpy and being able to shout at people was quite fun. Um, but thank you for the guys at the Dana for giving me the opportunity because it's quite liberating in some in many respects. This episode is going to be um, with Mike from Shrewsbury Arc. I want to say thank you to Tim for organising this for me. I did. Uh, we've been kind of in touch and... It's kind of like, I really want to speak to you guys over Christmas. I think it's really important, you know, and I, I didn't give him much notice at all. But uh, Tim very kindly managed to arrange for me to speak to Mike. I uh, went down to the Shrewsbury Arc. Um, it was a very, um, it was a very trying day, I've got to say. I finished a night shift. I, I keep doing these interviews at the end of night shifts, and I really shouldn't, but I did. Um, I got home from work I had an hour to get ready for this episode so I had to sit down with a coffee and kind of research and then I left it a bit late so I had to grab all my stuff which is really heavy by the way all my stuff's quite heavy um I carried it all the way up the carp and rushed through town by the time we got to Shrewsbury Arc which is opposite the train station in town if you didn't know um I was kind of really really tired um aching and then I got into the Shrewsbury Arc, went through the main door into the, the main downstairs part and full of people. And, you know, straight away I was speaking to users of the place and staff members. And when you've just carried all that equipment up the hill and you're kind of uh, struggling to breathe, it, it was quite uh, it was quite full on. Um, but once I kind of sat down, I had five minutes to catch a breather. I, I was really enjoying speaking to the users of the Shrewsbury Arc, the, the good people. Um and then we went up to the the office which they use, um, which it didn't have a, didn't have a great lot of space. Um, <laughs> it was a very unusual setup. I did try to uh, mention it on the show, but I didn't want to kind of be rude because I was really grateful for the fact that we was even speaking to them. But uh, we didn't have a lot of space, so I like to set up my podcast where I've got like a table. I can have a mic either side uh we got a lot of space to sit and relax and chat was this uh because of the god bless them the the small office they use i had a corner of a, of a desk for the microphone for mike to use i had the i was on a sofa with a laptop set up next to me on the sofa next to me my mixer on the floor and i've yet to up, really upgrade my mic my headphones to be honest and i had these headphones that didn't quite reach my mixer which was on the floor so i had my my head tilted at a 45 degree angle whilst my back was arched over the mixer trying to get my uh, headphones to reach and I had my microphone handheld because I had no mic stand, nowhere to put a mic stand. So I was kind of arched down looking up at Mike whilst doing this interview. So if you hear any like microphone movements and things like that, that's why. Uh, we may do what the best we got. And it's a great little episode. I'll just listen back to it. It's really fun. Not fun. It's really informative. And, and good you know and, and then after after the uh the interview i sat downstairs with uh with the people that use the arc i had a cup, cup, cup of coffee sat there over an hour for, for about an hour chatting to them and great people again all with interesting stories all very grateful for what i was kind of doing with the biscuit trying to give them a voice um 
so you know good luck to everybody that uses that place and i hope it really does help you um then after that i i kind of went home and i went down um uh, saint mary waters lane and i thought i'd walk around the river because there'd be less hills i was tired i had all this equipment and i uh, completely forgot that the river was flooded and you know i was that tired and that lazy i thought i'd walk through the flood water uh which was up to nearly my ankles so i walked through this water and kind of squelched all the way home um so <laughs> it was a very tiring day but i'm really grateful that we got this interview done and i appreciate you know, not everybody's going to want to listen to, you know, problems with outreach and homeless uh, whilst you guys are preparing for Christmas. But I think it's really important that we kind of appreciate what we do have by listening to people that are less fortunate than us. And also how to illustrate in ways we can help people. And one of the ways you can um, help people out is if you know someone that is sleeping rough this time of year and they're probably a little bit too proud to ask for help. Maybe you can help them. There is a there is a number you can call. Um, it's called uh, Street Link. And if you ring 0300-500-0914, that is actually a hotline or a, a free um, number that you can ring to help someone with a bit who's got outreach problems, someone that's sleeping rough. Um, so just bear that in mind. And also as well, you know, Anybody that's sat there in the cold, it's been really wet the last few days. It's done nothing but rain, and it's been cold as well. Um, I mean, we had really torrential rain the other day. Can you imagine sleeping out in that? Um, if you do see someone struggling, um, they are having a rough time. So maybe just give them a smile and offer them a hot drink. Or you don't have to give them money, because I know some people worry about giving money to, to the homeless um, for whatever reason. But if you tell them that you donate to the Ark... Um, or there are boxes apparently through town that you can put money in for the homeless. Um, that way, um, you show that at least you're doing something. So, you know, offer them a bit of warmth, you know, rather than, ugh, you know, because that's a lot of the way a lot of people think. That's why I did this episode. That's the only reason is to is to raise awareness. But apart from that, I hope you guys have a, a fantastic Christmas. I uh, um, Next week, we are going to be bringing you an interview with uh, Mythsteries, um, Ali and Des actually from Mr. Mysteries sat with me for a good 40 minutes and we sat and had a really good chat. I'm really looking forward to bringing you that. But for now, I hope you enjoy this episode and I wish you guys a very Merry Christmas. Thanks, guys. Hey, have you ever wondered what makes Shrewsbury such a great town? I think about it all the time. That's why I decided to create the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast a place where we can sit and talk to people from all walks of life, listen to stories about what makes this town such a great place to live. We are going to be talking to authors and historians, artists and musicians, entrepreneurs, and people that have got great stories to tell about this town. Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. And here we go. Um, everybody, thank you for joining me on the Shrewsbury Biscuit. I'm, um, I'm sat with Mike from Shrewsbury Ark. Uh, um, so thank you for coming on the show. Um, it's been a bit of an odd, an odd uh, um, 
set up this uh, me coming in and not being quite fully I've just finished a night shift I've rushed up the cop and I'm kind of dying a little bit so it's been a bit odd but thank you very much for for coming on the show it's a real pleasure no problem um so I've come here to talk today um about the Shrewsbury arc and mainly to give guys the guys listeners um that are going to listen to the show um something to think about over Christmas when you know people are struggling you know and what you guys do to kind of help out. So, how how long has the arc kind of been been going? Um, well, uh, the arc's been going for around twenty years, uh, wow. based opposite the uh, station on Castle Foregate. Yeah, scruffy looking building. <laughs> um, basically, it provides a refuse uh, to protect and support people who are vulnerable, those who are rough sleeping, gives them somewhere to come during the day, and yeah. a warm welcome is what we provide. That's fantastic, and so in the tw- in the twenty years, I, can't, I didn't realise it'd been here that long. That's amazing. Actually, I don't know if it's twenty years. I, no? I, that's a, that is a guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we might have to. Uh, thereabouts, it's been here a while. Then a good while. It's been part of Shrewsbury for a while, um, and this place it, it does good, right? It helps people. From what I was, I just spoke to a, a couple of uh, people downstairs that use the place, and it's, it seems to have really helped people. Um, yeah, it's a it, it is a refuge, and the art was set up as a charity really to to deal with those who uh, haven't got a place to stay, um, are vulnerable, are, 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 are on drugs, uh, got alcohol issues. Um, the plan is to get them in here, look at what their issues are, sit down with them, provide whatever support we can to try and move them on in their lives. Uh, and that obviously depends upon the person that comes through the door. Each and every guy is different. Each and every girl is different. Uh, it's a case of discovering where they are, what their needs are, making certain that they're first off safe and secure, that they know that there's people who care about them uh, and uh, can move them on in their life, whether it be through finding them a home, through just providing them with food on a regular basis, uh, ensuring that they're getting their universal credit, um, kept warm and safe that's fantastic um i know you just told me downstairs <laughs> yeah. but um how many kind of how many people do you have come through the doors uh, around about on a daily basis yeah it, it, it is it's very cyclical um during the summer we would have about 50 people through our doors and it's absolute chaos because in essence the place is relatively small and trying to feed 50 people is not an easy task but over just just now, uh, we're having around 20 people. There are less people that are coming through. And I think that's testament to the way that the people, that the full-time people that work within the ARC and the other services throughout Shrewsbury uh, are acting to move them on and provide some form of accommodation for them. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I mean, I've just been observing now. It's very busy. You guys are all the time constantly on the go while you're here. Um, um, as we were talking, a lady came in and a, a dog came in. That's that's one of the users of the of the arcs, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about that. And Miriam is one of the key. Uh, she is the outreach worker. Oh uh, right. You will find Miriam out on the streets most mornings at uh, <coughs> starting at seven o'clock, uh, checking to see that those guys who slept rough in Shrewsbury overnight are safe. Uh, they survived the night. Um, offering them a cup of coffee. And then trying to point them in the right direction, ensuring that if they've got appointments during the day, whether it be at doctors or with um, social security or whatever, that they will that they will end up there at the right time, or they'll come into the ark and we'll make yeah. certain they get there at the right time. 
So Mame is part funded by the council, part funded by charity, support through the art, uh, drives a, um, uh, a big greenish bluish car with outreach on the side of it. So if you see Miriam, just do wave. And if she's parked somewhere where she shouldn't be parked, she's rushing off to try and help somebody. So for goodness sake, don't give her a tip. I'm absolutely in awe of of anybody that that can that can do that. Um, well, as well, you know, just just the desire to want to go and do that, whether you're paid to do it, whether you're a volunteer, to have the empathy to be able to go and do that, <coughs> excuse me, uh, it means a lot. I, I've worked with, um, with um, uh, if I can say his name without permission, but I've worked with an outreach officer before, yeah. not with him. He used to, I used to chat to him with my with my job that I do now, and uh, to understand what they must see and, and the stories they must hear, you know, it's, it's quite heartbreaking. I'd love to, to go out and, and help out one night. So maybe I can, I can speak to Miriam. Miriam would love to have you out there. Yeah. yeah. The art runs. Um, there are three paid, three paid employees, Tim, the manager full time. Yeah. Rose, the outreach, uh, yeah. Rose, the day to day manager here who looks after the guys on a regular basis and stays put in the art. Miriam goes out. She's part time. She doesn't do it every day. Yeah. Uh, she'll have support from uh, uh, PCO, uh, local police service. Yeah. Go out one day, or uh, the guys who are involved in housing in Shrewsbury will go out and support her. Uh, but there are twenty volunteers um, who give up their time, mainly one day a week. Yeah. Some give a little bit more. To either go out with Miriam or to come into the art and work alongside Rose and Tim to ensure that people have got coffee and food um, and that Rose and Tim have got the time to actually sit down on a one-to-one basis and deal with people properly. So the more volunteers, the better. Fantastic. These volunteers come from all walks of life. We've got ex-musicians, teachers, nurses. In fact, I've worked in public relations, so yeah. i uh, anathema to this sort of place <laughs> but uh, it's great to be able to give a little bit back and they're a good bunch of people to be working with fantastic so if someone was to, to kind of w- want to volunteer uh, I'm talking mainly to the listeners now I mean I can come in and how about because it's, it's kind of falls in line with kind of what I do anyway but I mean if anybody wanted to come in and volunteer how would they go about doing it would they just turn up here or phone up in advance we have a lady called Camilla who deals with the personnel administration side and Camilla will tell you what the job entails yeah um, come in sit down with 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 Camilla uh, spend half an hour running through what potentially uh, you can give what she needs how you can dovetail in with the other volunteers yeah um, failing that just call in and get yeah. a feel for the place yourself. It's mad as you've had it. It's mad, but it's welcoming. And I got that feeling straight away. It's yeah. very safe. It's nice. It's, first thing I was asked, want a cup of tea? Oh, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and if, <coughs> if it's not a cup of tea, you'll get a smile anyway, because that's the most important thing. These guys uh, quite often will come in here in the morning. There's a guy who comes in every morning at 9 o'clock. Uh, he's probably had a rough night. Uh, he doesn't always say hello. He comes in, he sits down. He'll switch the television on. He'll start watching what he wants to watch or listen to a bit of music. When about half an hour, he's chilled. He's ready for his cup of tea with three sugars. Um, he's um, in a position where you can start and engage and start to talk with him and hopefully move him on. And that's the way you try and treat everybody. You're talking about Miriam going out and seeing these guys in the early hours of the morning. She'll often get a grunt. She'll often get a complaint. They'll tell her what's happened during the night. But Miriam will respond with a smile, and at least they know that there is somebody there who cares about them because she's been out and trying. That's to important. Something. That's really important. It's Everybody needs somebody, and the ARC is here to provide that. 
I was um, I was chatting to one of one of you guys downstairs. One of, he, he's um, Graham. Graham. Um, he he was homeless for a bit, and the Ark helped him move on. And he still comes here. And he was telling me this story about um, how somebody dropped him um, a Burger King meal, uh, yeah. and he said it's still it, it's clear in his mind, um, and that's what he remembers. So those little my moments of 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 kindness really do help I, yep, I imagine they do. Yeah. I think um, there's been a lot of national publicity about the homeless situation across the UK Shrewsbury the public in Shrewsbury are just fantastic the donations they give us for a start to help us do the work um, that maybe other agencies can't do um, is spot on but they're also much better when they see homeless guys in the street um, in the past a lot of people would have walked past them, wouldn't have realised their back history. Each back history is different, but they're vulnerable people. They're not there because they necessarily choose to be there. Um, things have happened within their life which meant that they are homeless, and it may only be a temporary situation. Um, a lot of people would have put money in their, in, in their guitar case or in their, or in their hat. Um, you don't have to do that now. You can actually donate to the charities, but what you should give each guy that you walk past is maybe just a smile. Uh, it may be just a, are you all right? It could be, as you say, the remains of your Burger King. But ask. Yeah. Just spend a bit of time. Get down on their level. Um, stroke the dog. Uh, be friendly. And if somebody doesn't want anything, just, just move on. Yeah. Uh, if they do ask you for money, just say you give money to the Ark. You can give the money if you so wish, but far better to say, look, I'm going to Boots, I'm going to the sandwich shop, can I get you a sandwich? Yeah. And if they want a cheese... Or a warm drink. Or, or a warm drink, yeah. or a, a bottle of Coke, it doesn't matter. Because I was I was reading um, on the website that this place gets no funding whatsoever from the government or anything like that. It's, it's funded entirely um, through charity, through charity. And charitable donations. If you guys have um, events coming up, or you've got something coming up that you would like the public to get involved with we can be that voice for you and we can try and help you because it, it means a lot to me it means a lot to a lot of people in Shrewsbury like you said they're, they're great community yeah yeah I'm not originally from Shrewsbury this is the reason why I do the show I mean I moved here last August and I, I was absolutely blown away by the community and how mm. great it is mm. so I wanted to try and capture that on a podcast mm. um, so you know it does mean a lot to people and the fact that the, the, don the donations are good the, uh, donations are great yeah. Um, Christmas time is a fantastic time to donate, but but we seem we we work a lot with the food hub, with the food hub. Um, so any donation that goes into the food hub, a, a, a considerable amount of the donations there may well end up here as well, uh, depending upon um, whether the food is perishable or not. We quite we cook every day, so if there's something that's uh, two days before its sell by date. It'll invariably end up here, and we'll find some way of uh, turning great, it great. into a, some form of meal. Um, at Christmas, uh, you see somebody out on the streets, and it's really cold. You want to give them something. Um, I've said you can give them money. Um, we just had a, a, a gentleman in earlier today who's brought in probably six or seven fleeces that he's grown out of. Those either go directly to the guys, or they'll go into our charity shop. Uh, which is on Pride Hill. Which I've been to. It's a nice shop. It's good. Yeah, it's a great shop. I, a lovely atmosphere in there. You know, they can't do any more. And a lot of our guys who come in here who, who for whatever reason, their clothes have got absolutely soaked overnight, 
um, or aren't appropriate or they're falling apart, we'll send them up there with a voucher and they can get the best of the clothes that are up oh, there. So, you, so you're actually giving to those guys at the same time. It's, like, it's like a nice little circle, isn't it? You've got it, the good charity shop. At, it's yeah. a really good little circle. And then he volunteers up there as well. So if you don't feel you can work with the guys directly, or you don't, don't want to be cooking or you haven't got anything else that you feel that you could perhaps uh, give to them on a day-to-day basis, go and work in the shop. Yeah, that's good. I mean, they're great. It is a great shop. If you've never been to that shop, pop in there because the staff are great. I've got um, a toilet decorated completely in Batman. My wife loves me for it, right? <laughs> and they, they had some great Batman photos in there. And I got my little boy as well. And he was he bought some toys. I like to help out, but he's more yeah. it's Batman. I want to buy Christmas Christmas time. Christmas time. Um, I mean, tomorrow we've got Marcus Beaton, who's a, a chef coming in here. He's going to cook Christmas dinner for the guys. Um, we've got people dropping stuff off left, right, and centre. Um, we've, we, we had a, um, just some Christmas lights that came in the other day, somebody didn't want. So we've wow. made them to decorate the place and make it a little bit more Christmassy and warm, more homely for those guys. Um, one of the key issues that we have in Shrewsbury, though, is that there is nowhere for guys to stay overnight. Um, you're going to see guys out in the street. It's going to get colder. Um, but what the council of, uh, the council have a duty of care to ensure that if, uh, three days running, uh, three nights running, the temperature drops below freezing. Uh, after that, we have to find somewhere for them to stay. Now, this place is probably three, four rooms. Um, it's not entirely good from that point of view. We don't have any permanent beds. But what we will do over that period is we will get volunteers to come in and people from the council to come and support. And we will provide them with a place to sleep out overnight. They'll bring their bedrolls in, they'll bring their sleeping bags in, or we will have sleeping bags here. One thing we're not short of at this stage is sleeping bags, but hey, they do tend to get recycled very quickly in that sort of wet weather, so please do keep them coming. They'll be in here, many one room, ladies in another room, uh, with some um, volunteers overnight, the same way that you work with your colleagues, in, with the guys in Telford. Uh, to do the same thing we will be looking after them overnight so don't be worried if you see people on the street yeah. you you may well find that there are those despite that service being available that choose to stay on the street uh, and that's one of the issues that we have you will find that there are homeless guys who are conditioned to staying on the street they don't necessarily feel safe in um, a, a refuge or a hostel uh, they're not used to it um, You've also got a situation where you house somebody for the first time. Uh, their friends find out about it. They come and they come and join them yep. before you know yep. what happens. Uh, somebody else is there. Mate for mate turns up, uh, and uh, if they are involved with drugs, uh, the drug dealers find out where they are, and before you know what happens, the whole place turns around again and they get kicked out because yeah. they can't get the place safe. Yeah, it's a it's it's a vicious cycle. I mean I've I've, I've witnessed it a few times mm. over my over what, you know, over my, I was gonna say over my life, but that sounds really deep. I've seen it a few times where they just can't get out of that cycle and it's usually the bad influence and things. What would you say that you could do in that circumstance? Is there anything you can do or is it just you got you gotta just you know You have to accept that there may well be people who who feel safer in their own environment on the street um i would love to be able to provide them with a with a safe haven that's almost a halfway house that is looked after um maybe council run or even the ark could be running a place of that nature there used to be a hostel down by the um uh, sorting office in shrewsbury Sorry. and unfortunately that's gone. yeah 
Um, what with this place? Is there any way that it, that it can grow? Has it grown? Is there is there is there any like positive future where you may end up with a better place, or is it just going to stay here? No, like, no. no. I think it, um, we're blessed at present. The council let us use this place rent free. Um, if there were a more suitable place, we would jump at the opportunity to oh, have yeah, one. And we are looking for one. The trustees and the management of this place are looking to move on. Homes to sink are going to go away. Um, we don't have, for example, a room where we can sit down on a quiet one-to-one basis and, and interview somebody for an hour or so and really get to the crux of their problems. Um, you've witnessed it. We've got people coming in and out of yeah, the office the whole time. And this is the only quiet place we've got in the, in, in, in the ark. So it would be nice to have a bigger premises. Um, we also need to look at how... Uh, the changing needs of the homeless or the rough sleeper um, is it, 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 changing. Um, medically, there is stuff that we could offer. We have a very good relationship with the, the Riverside medical practice who, who tend to look after a lot of the medical needs of some of these guys. Um, but some of, the data, some of the day-to-day work could be, could be done by having a, a, our own place and a medic maybe coming in to a better centre on a part-time basis, once a week or whatever, to deal with any issues that they may well have. Vets, for example, we had a, uh, a lovely Italian lady who volu- who is a vet in this part of the world who volunteered, came on a uh, regularly on a Wednesday morning. She'd have a, she'd check the dogs over for them, but again, you know, it, we, it would be better if it was done on a more formal basis with a relationship with a veterinary partnership. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And speaking of partnerships, I, I saw on the website that you've got a good few people that you do partner up with. Yeah. Um, uh, have you have you got have you got people to give a shout out to that that do help? Um, the West West Mercia Police are great. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they are being they're much more proactive. Um, they work with us um, in a very responsible and caring way to 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 assess the needs and to try and move people on. Um, the mental health services, the substance misuse services, um, Shropshire Council, we all work together in a partnership to try and move these guys on. We are just we're just a charity, I suppose. We, if there's nowhere, we're the first place that people might well turn. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of the newcomers to sleeping on the street will talk to somebody else who's sleeping on the street, and by and large, they'll point them to the art because there's 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 no issues here. We yeah. accept anybody, and we're happy to see anybody. Um, we'll give them a warm and um, welcoming, uh, a good warm welcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody else there? Um, uh, we also need to point out that uh, if you are concerned about somebody on the street, yes, yes. Um, do there is a street link number, which is o three double zero. Five double zero zero nine one four, or you can go on online and search them out at streetlink.org.uk. Uh, they will forward details to us or to Shropshire Council's housing options team so that we can get together, we can sort of make contact and provide the support that uh, anybody needs. Um, we have a great group of um, trustees who are directing the ARC further forward. Um, it'd be great to have another place if you know of anywhere that's, uh, <laughs> that's potential for us to move on to that we could um... it's crazy when you see like um, empty shops sat there for, for, for long lengths of time things that are space just space that you could use uh, yeah I mean, one, one of the key areas we have we, we, we do have a separate 
our own separate store, but that is off-site. We have a limited store here uh, where we store the, the, the food that we might need for the next uh, month or so. Yeah, yeah. We do have a separate store somewhere else where we will be storing unperishable foods such as uh, instant noodles, cans of soup, yeah, can, and tea yeah. bags and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, only yesterday um, we had Westbury Garage at Halscott suggest that if they needed, uh, if people were looking to give donations to the ARC, uh, instead of having to hack them into uh, the offices uh, and the ARC just opposite the station, which is not an easy place to access by car, that you could drop them off there and they would act as a drop-off point and also a, a store for various bits and pieces. So if you've got clothes, if you've got sleeping bags, if you've got unperishable foods, drop them off at Westbury Garage at Halscott and fill your car up while you're there because they've been a great support to us. That's really cool, is it? How did like, I was thinking that I was just I had a thought about last year um, about the snow and how bad it was. Mm. How was that? That must have been terrible. Last year it? was last year was a really difficult period. Um, the arc here is, is not big enough to be able to cope with the demand. Um, but for such a long to, period as well, because for a long period, long, yeah. yeah. Um, the we had a situation where the paid members of staff were in here during the day and then coming in voluntarily in the evening to help out. Volunteers helped out as well, but it just became almost unmanageable because there was too many people in here. And and we were caught out, to be perfectly frank. We weren't yeah, aware yeah, the winter was going to be as long. So it was a long, hard period. Thankfully, you know, there were no issues. Nobody died on the streets. Um, and people have seen the way through it. This year, um, we have a, what is called, it's, uh, it's a severe weather emergency protocol. We're much better prepared. We've got people um, from the Shropshire Council involved. We've got volunteers involved. The staff that work here on a day-to-day -day basis, the paid employed staff, will not be coming in because they don't need to come in. They need to be fit and ready and active to get going at 8 o'clock in the morning uh, when those that have been in here overnight are ready for their breakfast, are ready for uh, form filling, for sorting out universal credit applications and the like. So... We've got it better provisioned this time around, but hopefully we won't have as bad a weather as we had last year. Yeah, so it, even though it was a quite a challenging time for you guys, you've, you've learned an, an important lesson yeah. that's helped you this year. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really good. It's a great improvisation. Well, you, you guys are our heroes. Um, support workers are heroes. To my colleagues that work, the heroes that work in the day at my place, at this place, it's hard work. Like you said, you can't sit down with everybody for an hour and, and discuss what's going on because there's so many people coming through the doors. So no, not not heroes. It's it. it yeah, I have I've recently uh, retired. Um, I worked in the commercial sector. Um, it is great to be able to give something back. Um, there's a great spirit amongst the volunteers. Uh, I've got to know the people who work in on a Wednesday really well. We mix. We socialise. We're similar characters. Um, we've all got different stories to tell. Uh, we have a 22-year-old young lass who comes in here, Emily, who's just a saint-like. Uh, she's just wonderful with them. But then equally, you've got somebody who's a, a, a retired um, senior nursing practitioner who knows what their needs, who looks at them from a different point of view. Uh, but each and every person has got something to give. Increasingly, we're trying to give them activities during the day that help move them on. Um, we do a little bit of art with them, on a Wednesdays, we've got a retired 
music teacher who comes in and tries to do a bit of music with these guys. Oh, that's great. It's just fantastic. Uh, uh, those We've had some fantastic jam sessions in here as, as a result of that. For those guys who can play the guitar, but those guys who can just shake a maraca. Um, and it gives them a, a, a bit of a feeling of self-worth. And, and, and you feed them, you clothe them, you try to improve them mentally and get them back out of this door and back into the world where it's difficult. But at least they know that there's a part of Shrewsbury that really cares. Yeah, and it, have you had some really rewarding moments where people have actually done it they've they've, they've yeah. got off the streets and they've moved on and yeah, yeah. only 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 this last uh last week um there's a couple of guys uh over in Oswald street um one of whom's um uh he's autistic he's bipolar uh, he's heavily on medication um those in Oz guys in Oswald street will know him they've supported him really well he really did not want to move out of Oswald street uh, he teamed up with another guy over there. Um, they were rough sleeping. They were happy to rough sleep. Uh, they were well supported. People would be dropping sandwiches off with them and the like. Uh, they, were, they were relatively secure. Uh, but this last week, working with um, those partner agencies, including housing, we've managed to find them a place, and uh, they hopefully will be as happy as Larry. And it'll give them a a chance to reflect, to to get some sleep, get some kip. It's not easy sleeping on the streets. I, uh, I can't imagine it being stark. No. I did um, the annual kind of sleep out they do with yeah. Stay a Man in Place um, in Telford. I've done that before, and that was that was easy because we were there was hot dog stands and there was there was live music and we, you know, you know, you, but yeah. we've had food and things. You know, I mean, what what people need to understand is I hate it when people walk past and they call them bums and that's they're human beings yeah. and what I've witnessed today actually is a great sense of empathy from from people that have suffered with this as well and struggled yeah. Yeah. I've just spoken to a lady now who had help from the, the from the ARC and is still coming back she said it was years ago right she yeah. had she's had she's had a nip into the bank to get some bank details she's based in Bridge North come in here she's got a bus in here she's coming out a cup of coffee she's just met somebody else she hasn't met for probably two or three years who was in a similar situation hmm. um there is a there is a society. Um, they do work together. They try and help one another. Um, and there's also a, 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 they also bond with various of the volunteers. And I'm, I'm fortunate. There's a couple of guys who um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed their company. They're bright, intelligent people. Just give them a bit of, of time. Course, yeah, you of know, course. They, they are. They're human. These people are human beings too. And I really do want to encourage people to understand that because. Um, you know, you got to put yourself in their shoes for a little bit, and if, even for young people, I think it's great if you've got a teenager um, and you want to teach them sort of the values of what they've got, and you know, encourage them to help. Yeah. You know, and start young and and show show people how to help people. Uh, one of our volunteers brought uh, their son in here. Um, he had to be vetted in in advance, but he um, he's now on taking time out before he goes to university. He's doing a world trip. He's in Australia. Uh, he'd never mixed with these guys. He'd seen them on the street. He didn't know how to deal with them. He's now uh, gone away with a much better idea of, as, as to what their needs are. He realises how lucky he is for yeah, the benefits, yeah. the education, the support that his parents have given him. These guys haven't had the support of their parents. That's almost certainly why they're here, or their partner. 
Um, they've fallen out, they've, they've, they've suddenly become homeless. They're on the streets, they can't hold a job down because they can't get enough sleep. Um, at least we're setting them on the on, on the ladder and working with the partner agencies to move them on. So if you've got, you've got anybody over the age of eight, we, well, there's, a, there's a young girl in downstairs from Shrewsbury Council, who's just, uh, from um, Shrewsbury College, who is uh, working um, on her uh, on her social care course. She's been here for a week. She'll be here for another week. Uh, and she has learned a hell of a lot from being around these guys. She said the first day was daunting. The first day was she didn't really know what to expect. She was a little bit apprehensive, a little bit scared in some respects. But um, she's got a built a relationship with these guys. She won't walk past them on the street again. And she'll encourage her mates to do likewise. You gotta understand um, that you know they're not numbers; they're people, and this is this is I think how it makes it easier for me to be able to 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 speak to people that I w- when I was younger I po- probably wouldn't have. Mm. I mean, for example, I had a great story. I was um, I was out a few weeks ago with a microphone, shooting a microphone in people's faces, trying to ask them about Christmas and things like that, and I was struggling to get anybody. And uh, so I went up to a guy selling the big issue. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had a really good chat with him. He was a really nice guy. He was trying yeah. to grab people for me to talk. You know, very relatable guy, you know. And I just want to encourage people to, right, okay, this is what I want my listeners of my show to do. Uh, I want you to try and help the ARC as much as you can. You don't have to donate if you haven't got enough money or if you haven't got things, but if you can offer a bit of time. Right. Um, Time's what we need. Uh, word of mouth, uh, anything like that. Let's, let's try and help people. Not just over Christmas, uh, you know, let's help people over Christmas because it's nearly Christmas, but let's do it continuously and try and help because, you know, Shrewsbury has got an outreach problem like everyone else, everywhere else. And uh, if we can do, our, you know, as a show, if we can get be your voice, I've said this, if we can be your voice and to help you out with any kind of events you've got coming on. Anything you need help with, you we will we will help you. That's you know, great. that's great. Um, because I think it's really important. Um, but thank you very much for for talking to me. This has been really really good. I've really appreciated it. Well, thank you for your time and efforts on our behalf. You know, and uh, if you're listening out there, well, you should, which you will be listening out there, <laughs> just do try and get involved. Just stick that little bit of money in those different places throughout town where you can, just to support the art. Thank you. Is there, is there anything else that you, you? Is there anybody else you want to shout out? Obviously, there's Tim. Uh, thank you, Tim, by the way, for helping us get this interview sorted. Tim's number two, Rose. He's just absolutely brilliant with them. Yeah. She's got to be hard when she wants to be hard, but she's got a, she's a real caring sort. Uh, Camilla out on the road. All the volunteers are just fantastic. Uh, and let's have some more. Yeah, thank you. Um, guys, it's been really important for me to kind of come and, and do this. Uh, I, I appreciate... Um, not everybody would like to sit and listen to this, but if you have, I really appreciate it because, you know, it, it is an important message. Um, and you know, let's let's try and help someone else have a have a better Christmas and get through the winter. Thank you, Mike, very much, and thank you to the Shrewsbury Ark for sitting with us. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Alex. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thanks.